The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How is everybody doing? I want to welcome you into a very, very special episode of NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. I got a very special guest here, man. Listen, he was the ninth pick in the 2012 draft, two-time All-Star, one-time third-team All-NBA in 2016, four-time, yes, I said it, four-time rebounding leader. We're going to put some respect on his name a little later in the show, okay? Big East Freshman of the Year, my dog, Mr. Andre Drummond. Dre, what's good with you, boy? What's the word? How you doing? Doing good, man. Dre, I gotta I gotta tell this story though about the first time we met, dog. We gotta I gotta put this out here, man. Before we get going. Was it Vegas? It's Vegas. Do you wanna tell the story? Or you want me to tell it? <laughs> you gotta tell it. <laughs> okay, so I get out, I just signed to the Clippers at this time. Where we I got the Gergs camp, and you know, it's like it's 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 like training camp, like an early training camp for NBA players. And Dre was newly drafted there. And, you know, you do the drills early in the day. And in the second half of the day, you go and play. So, and, and Dre is there. He's a rookie. And I remember I'm playing against uh, Dre. I'm playing against you. And, you know, we're running up and down the court. And, and this, this is funny looking back now. We'll explain why later in the show. And you elbow on me, bumping. I'm looking over. I'm like, what's wrong with this dude, man? And like, <laughs> so you hit me. I hit you back. I'm like, this dude is tripping. I'm like, and, and, I, and what I didn't realize Dre, you had to have been what, eight, 18? Seven, 17, 17 turned 18. 17. Dre is 17 turned 18 at the time. He looked like a grown man. He looked like he could be my uncle's son, man. He, he, and he's hitting me. I'm like, I'm like what's, what's wrong with this dude, man? This dude is bucking. And then <laughs> I, re- I remember after the game, we played through the game. You know, listen, I don't mind no contact. We As bigs, we got to get used to bump. You came from UConn. UConn, that's, that's bump central for the bigs. And I went to you after the game. I said, young fella, do you know how good you are? I'm like, what are you doing? You don't need to be bumping an elbow. I said, you are going to be a dog in this league, man. You don't got to do none of that. And um, I think for me, it was fun watching you progress through your career. And I, I thought it, it was just funny, Dre, because when we get into the league, right, like we feel like we got to show ourselves. We got to do something. And I, la- and I laugh now in a sense like, like, you are such the nicest, coolest dude on the entire planet, dog. Do you remember that, Dre? <laughs> I do remember. As soon as, you, as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember Gerg's King. I remember I remember going into it. Like, my uh, my AAU coach was like, yo, just back down for no one. Well, do what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, to me, I'm just out there just trying to play physical. I'm like, this is why, this is why I think the NBA basketball is. Everybody's elbowing, pushing, and moving people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, the, the intimidation factor I try to use. And, and, well, Dre, I'm skinny. You don't realize you was you was probably twice my strength. So, <laughs> like you hit the foot. But I think it. You know, it's funny because, like you said, 
a lot of us big guys, we learn the position, you know, as we go. But I think that was cool right. for you to get out and go. And I remember talking um, Lawrence Frank at the time. He was talking yes, to me. Sir. We got on the same uh, flight. And I said, you got a good one there. I said, he could run. He's big. He's strong. I said, he <laughs> might be a little wild, but he's going to be all right. He's like, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and look at that now, 12 years later. Yes, sir. And, and I'm sure you probably giving some of those same talks to a number of other guys, man. I know you're man. amazing vet and mentor, but Dre, I got to jump in that time machine. I want to, I want to stay sure. there with you. This is NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. I want to know what it was like on your draft day, man. Now you were the ninth pick. I was the 50th pick. We got completely different stories, dog. So I'm going I'm to live through you right now. Man. So, you know, at the time, uh, it was, it was a Jersey, Jersey where they were doing the draft. Uh, I had my mom, my sister, my uncle, my agent at the time, Rob Palenka, and uh, my other uncle was there too. So it was really tight knit, just my close family. And, you know, I just remember just being told, you know, I'm going anywhere from two to eight, any of those positions. So I'm like, all right, I'm leaving soon. Who, I don't know who, who had the second pick at that time? Uh, second pick of the draft was Washington. Ooh. Washington. Third was... Uh, I lied. Second was Charlotte, and he took Michael K. Gilchrist. Third was mm. uh, Washington. Fourth was Cleveland. Fifth was Sacramento, who took Thomas Robinson. Sixth was Portland, who took Dame Lillard. Uh, seven was Harrison Barnes in Golden State. Eight was Terrence Ross to Toronto. Then me to Detroit at nine. I was going to ask you, I like how you knew. Because listen, dog, your hit list, you had about, you had eight guys who were supposed to be you. I had 49 of them, okay? <laughs> But for real, for real, I remember all those guys. So how was that? You know, you said in New Jersey for the draft day. Walk me through that moment when you, you know, you were actually drafted, man. I, listen, I tell this story almost every podcast. I was drafted during a commercial. So I don't, I'm like I said, I'm still living through you, dog. Listen, no, no oh, lie. The commercial <laughs> went on. I was drafted. I thought I wasn't drafted. Then I was. And then we celebrated. But what, <laughs> how did it go for you, dog? Walk me through that moment. Yeah. So, you know, as I said earlier, I was told I was going anywhere from two to eight. And uh, the night before the draft at like midnight or 1 a.m., my agent calls me and says, hey, I need you to get up. Detroit wants you to come work out for them. I'm like, damn, it's, shit, it's, it's midnight. Why well, I got to get up right now? Like, Just on, get midnight? Up. Midnight. Midnight. I don't even know I'm supposed to be telling this, but. Had you worked out for them before? Not to that night. So, so you worked out every, everyone above. And, and the pick there, they said at midnight, and I've never heard of that, dog. Yes, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. But anyways, yeah, so I worked out for them at that time of the night. And then, uh, you know, they told me if I fall to nine, I'll have a home. And in my mind, I'm like, mm. okay, well, at least I know where my stopping point is. But, you know, everybody wants to go high in the, higher in the draft. But I was happy to know that I had a home coming up. I just remember, you know, as the, as David Stern, lucky for me, I got to see David Stern on his last go around. Mm. So that's a huge honor for me to, to yeah, have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, to see him come out, like, wow, like, this is like what they do in game, like video games. Like, he comes out and he, he, t he gives, he <laughs> yeah. us, you know, welcome to the NBA drafting. I'm like, I'm living this. Like, I'm like a my player right now, living this right now. Facts. And I remember when he came out and he's like, everybody knew Anthony Davis was going first. So AD goes first. You know, we're all sitting back in our chair. We're not worried about that. And then, and then after like the fourth pick, you can start seeing like guys start getting antsy. Yeah, including me. Yeah. Because I know some guys probably been told differently, so they're seeing their numbers get picked. And you can see people starting to lean forward in their chair, like, all right, now, like, how long is this going to take? And that anticipation, it's, there's nothing like it. Especially, like, when teams tell you that they like you and they're interested in you, and then you see that team go with somebody completely different. It, uh, it throws you off. And then that emotional roller coaster begins right there once that happens to you. And I was blessed, man. I was blessed to know beforehand that I had a chance to go somewhere else. I thought I was going to, I had a really good workout in Portland. It was Portland and uh, Golden State. I had two really good workouts for And uh, I thought I was going there. And when I didn't get picked, I'm like, all right, that's cool. But I just got to wait two more picks and I'll, and I'll be good. And, you know, once Terrence Ross went, you know, I started crying. Because I guess really? they started. Yeah, start my, my my draft picture is terrible. I hate it to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I got a chance to retake that picture. Hold on, hold on, bro. So you started crying immediately when Terrence got when he Terrence got drafted because you like I'm now I I I'll, I admit I knew I I knew I was going no lower than Charlotte. Okay, me too. But if, I didn't know I was going to be doing it. So you start crying, bro. Start crying, man. Start crying. I was like, man, like 
my moment is about to happen. And I just, I couldn't control it. I feel like I just had a flashback of like my life that led up to like this moment of about to walk on the stage. And I just was a mess, man. I'm like, yo, I was, I was grieving no longer being a kid anymore. Mm, like I'm thinking sure. of all my childhood friends I'm probably going to lose contact with, you know, kids I played basketball with, like who I'm probably going to lose contact with, just, you know, people that I've grown up with. I know that it's going to be a huge shift in my life once this moment happens. And, you know, I've had a lot of really, really good people in my life that sticked around this entire time too. So I'm really blessed to have them still. Who are some of those people? You know, we got Mikey B. He's on here. Mikey B's yeah. on here. <laughs> Lived across the bridge. Used to beat his ass in basketball. Excuse me, French. <laughs> and then he came to join sides. So he played with me his last two years of high school. You know, I got my guy Ali. I have Dexter Darden. Dex, that's my guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I Dexter Darden. You know, I got Adam Jones. Uh, man, I got Greg Clarity. I got all kind of guys that I've grown up with throughout time that sticked with me and and really you know, help me get to where I'm at right now. But um, just that moment, though, to get back to that moment of walking on the stage and seeing David Stern, I'm like trying to get myself together. I'm, you know, wiping my face. I'm trying to see myself. <laughs> I, just, I just can't pull it together. I can't pull it together. I just remember when I took the picture, like I'm sobbing. Like just, <laughs> just yo. <laughs> every time I see that picture in my mom's house, I get disappointed. I'm like, I just ruined the best picture that was supposed to be the best picture ever. <laughs> Now, who was the first person when you got drafted? Like, was it was it hug mom, you know, ha- high five agent or was it a blur? Do you even remember what you did? Did you ever go back and I like for one, I wasn't there. Did you ever go back and like watch the draft? Or was sh- people show you clips? You know, was the, the phone was going wild? What, what, what was happening? Like literally right when. All right. With the, with the ninth pick. So like Andre, like what happened then, bro? I, I remember this moment verbatim. Like I can. I can tell you this and you can do a play by play. I remember I just dropped my head and I said to myself, thank you, God. And I got up, I hugged my mom. Uh, we did a handshake. Then I went over to my uncle. My, I went to my agent, then my uncle, then my other uncle, and then my sister. Then I walked up to the stage. That's dope. Pretty simple, man. I just, I just remember. <laughs> like I was, like you ever, you ever been nervous when your body starts shaking? Yes. Like, as, as soon as Terrence Ross's name was called, my body just, I'm losing my mind over it. I'm like holding myself. <laughs> like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we got, oh, you got, hey, listen, hold on, man. You clean, you clean. Hold on. We actually had a clip here. You clean baby face in the clip, man. I, I forgot, <laughs> Dre. It's been, it's been a minute since we seen you clean baby face, man. Yeah. I might have to shave it off one time. With the ninth pick. In the 2012 NBA Draft, the Detroit Pistons select Andre Drummond from the University of Connecticut. We saw the emotion that Jay mentioned. Just a Talk me through it, Dre. Talk me through it, Dre. I'm just in disbelief at this point. Now I'm like looking at myself now, and I like I feel that same feeling right now. Just that's crazy. That overwhelming joy, like damn, I did it! Would you look at that? I don't my, know. You look, you look real Rasta, my Jamaican little brother, my <laughs> Jamaican brother. We both got that Jamaican heritage, man. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, see yeah. it right there, man. Without without the beard, man. Yeah, yes. clean shaven, man. Clean shaven. How about how about the suit, man? You look real plain Jane with the suit. Mom wasn't yeah. going for no yeah. swagger. Well, we know you. We know the swag is there. You you yeah, you're real plain Jane right now. I kept, I kept it subtle, man. I kept it real subtle. I wanted to just be clean cut and just ready for business. All right. With, with Dre, so you get drafted. It's all it's all the dream. You know, you're back in the lab. I'm sure you went to the crib or got to work or they flew you out. Um, talk me through that first veteran that you saw. The first time you got in there and you saw the, you know, people don't know, you know, we do summer league. We do, you know, rookie camps and we'll come in for a little stuff like that. Then the veterans show up. What did you remember about the first time the whole team and all the veterans came? What was running through your mind? Like, this is different. Like, where, where, where'd they come from, man? I was in yeah. here getting stretched and shooting and everything was simple. Talk me through that experience. Because a lot of people don't know for the NBA player, like, it's the first day of school. Like, darn yeah. near. Like, all right, first day of school is different. Yeah. So I remember some league, we, uh, I think it was the day before our first game. And some of our vets come down. I know it was Charlie Bill, the Wave, Jason Maxfield, mm-hmm. Greg Monroe. Uh, Brandon Knight at the time was there, or some of the guys that came down. 
And I just remember looking at them like, damn, I'm not the biggest guy like around anymore. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so at the time I was pretty, I think I was very ignorant to the fact of like looking on Google and seeing guys heights compared to how they look in person. For sure. So, for sure. There's a big misconception of like what it looks like on paper compared to how guys look in person. Like people say Kevin Durant's 6'11". I think he's 7'1". Absolutely. <laughs> For sure he is. For sure he is. Me, me and KD, same height, dog. Same height. Yes. So yes. So just thinking that one, like, damn, you guys are pretty big. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not. I'm not scared of anybody. So we get to playing. You know, it's very physical. I remember Greg and I were going at it. Then me and Jason actually went at it, and then that was my first. Instance, that was my first instance of seeing someone who was stronger than me, and I didn't like it. Max, different he boy. He was moving me all over the place. If I, he wanted me over here, he was. <laughs> there was nothing I could do so I remember after our practice you know I'm just putting on my gear I finished shooting so Charlie on the wave comes over to me and throws me his practice loop he said every morning I need you to pick this up and drop it off for me so I look at him <laughs> <laughs> that was a reaction like I saw I looked at him I was just like what you mean I gotta pick this up every day he said you a rook you gotta you know do what I asked you to or there's gonna be an issue so I said, what you mean by that? God, I'm, I, was, I was a very curious kid at the time. You're not going to just tell me something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't being rude. It was like, what do you mean react? Like, what's going like, what's what? happen to me if I choose, if I choose to, to decline this? And he was like, well, you're just not going to like it. You know, it's a part of the NBA tradition. Like, he was really cool. You know, CV's from UConn, uh, yeah. too. So, real cool dude. So, he kind of sure, broke. Sure. He knew that I, he saw that I was ignorant to what was about to happen to me. Yes. So, instead of reacting, yes. he took his time and was like, yo, listen, just because you... My UConn brother, you know, we have a relationship. Let me tell you how this shit goes. So, <laughs> something you do with no questions asked. You are new here. You are the fresh fish. If we say do something, you do it with no questions asked. and It'll be beneficial in your favor. I said, cool. Cool. So I'm bringing this stuff every day. Then I don't think I had to do anything else after that. After the summer league, that was it. It told me I was good. Oh, you got away good then, man. I See, look, no. Nah. I think I'm gonna sound like an old. I didn't get donuts. I didn't get donuts maybe like four or five times. What? I, I could think max four or five times. Yeah. See, I remember. See, as a young guy, I'm gonna date myself, and I'm sure some OG has a worse story. Like <laughs> I used to have to like load the plane. Damn. Like like the plane and the bus. Yeah, I carry, we used to load. Carry the balls too. I had to carry the balls. So remember that. I had to carry the balls. Okay. The shoot I had to load the plane, the bus. I had to carry some things for the veterans. You know, I had to do some. You know, a little go for it, a little go for action, go for this, go for that. You know, I, I, I <laughs> oh man! All right, Dre, is there um is there a a moment that you can walk me through? I gotta pull you down before I bring you back up, big fella. We'll, we'll go there. We know you certified, dog, so you can do this now. You know, it's funny. A lot of the young guys don't like to do this, but that NBA moment where you talk about Max throwing you around, but was there something in game like a story you have for me? For me, it was Marvin Williams. Normally, you know, as a big guy, we could come over late and still block the shot. Right. They ran a split cut, and before my head turned back around, he got hit and was yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I seen Marvin. He don't got bounced like that. Then I realized, like, okay, everybody in the NBA has bounced like you, bro. Like, so if you're late, <laughs> you ain't getting there. You know, like, was there a moment or a play or somebody that a story that stands yeah. out where you like? Dog, this is not what I thought it was. Welcome to the league. <laughs> yeah, my I tell this story all the time when someone asks. My welcome to the league moment was the first time I played Dwight Howard in Houston. This prime Dwight? Man, 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 man. And Dwight was one of my favorite players as a kid, too. He and a few other guys I really loved watching. So for me, I'm like 18 years old. I'm geeking. I'm looking at one of my favorite players. So. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not backing off from this dude. I'm everything I got. I'm just gonna throw it at him, and maybe he'll respect. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he'll respect me. <laughs> <laughs> so I am trying my darnest to stop this man from scoring. He was just two steps foul, <laughs> just <laughs> me all out of whack that game, man. I, I don't know what the what the stats was that game, but I know it was pretty bad. Um, another another story, another strength story that I have was uh, Pekovic, Godfather. Yes. God, oh, gee. Yes. Godfather. Man, when I say, when I looked at our schedule, I always looked when we played Minnesota to see if I could find a way to get hurt. So, so I didn't have to play. <laughs> and I still have nightmares of that man. He's the reason why I started lifting. Hold on, Dre. So you didn't lift weights and then you played against Pekovic and started lifting weights after that? Like, like hold on. Walk. 
let's rewind and walk through this one. Okay, let let's tee this up because this is different, dog. I remember playing. I remember playing him for the first time, and that was the first time I felt weak outside of the Jason Max Steel story. And I said, "This will be the last time someone makes me feel this way." So from that day forward, I started lifting, started eating right, started lifting, and uh, I mean, my track record shows what I've done after 2013. What did he do to you in the game that made you feel that you needed to get in, just, in the weight room? And I, I respect your gangster by saying, hey, I need to get better. I felt like a child. Man. I just felt like I, I just couldn't do anything. There's nothing I could have done to stop that man from scoring. Nothing. I use two hands. I'm pushing. He's just slow grinding, just moving me down. I just I had nothing for him. Absolutely nothing. For those who don't know, for Pekovic, he, he, he had a big old, his head was huge. He, he wore about a nine, okay? And he was buff. He had tattoos. This was a grown adult man. Yes. And he had, he was athletic too. So like, but <laughs> yes, when you hit him, he didn't move, dog. Like, so no, listen, everything you're saying is certified. And if you didn't do your work early, and sometimes even if you did, because he was patient on a block yeah, too. He'll, like, he'll wait for you. You know, he, he'll got to move yes. fast. He'll wait. Come on, come on over. Let's, let's go ahead and have his dance. <laughs> Was there uh was was there anything else from a practice standpoint, you know, that you had to like adjust to, or anything that you remember, you know, as a young guy, like man, coach kept telling me this, like you know, I remember like I had a thing, I kept screening out of bounds, and they're like, right. you can't screen out of bounds, and I just kept doing it. They're like, stop screening out of bounds. I'm like, y'all gotta understand, my college coach is like, you go find that man and set it wherever he is, you go set that All screen. Right. Like, is there anything? You did or a story you had where you just like, man, I didn't I didn't understand this one, dog. <laughs> yeah, there's two stories. I'll give you the first. I remember our first day of training camp and uh, we we're doing like a three on three, like shell drill like that. Do the cutoff, come meet you in the paint type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have this thing. I mean, I still do it now where I just do these fancy layups all the time. <laughs> and I remember I got in the pocket pass and I think it was Greg who stepped in front. I did a 360 layup, but I missed. I remember Coach Frank just stopped the practice. He said, hey, this is not the, not the Harlem Globetrotters. What are you, like, what are you doing? I'm like, all right, we'll do it again. Two plays later, I do this shit again. <laughs> it was a natural reaction because that's like, I, I've done it so much in high school that I just, yeah, yeah. I can't help myself. It's just a natural thing. So I do it again. He sends me to the line. I'm running up and down the sideline. Never did it again. So I remember we're doing, uh, you know, the five-man weave into the, into the breaks. <laughs> So instead of like, you know, laying the ball up all the, like all the other vets are, I'm doing dunks, I'm doing windmills between the legs. I remember, yeah. So I remember Ben Wallace comes over, he said, hey, young fella, you better save your legs because four or five years, you're going to be doing that shit no more. So I laugh, I'm like, man, whatever, I go back to doing it again. And to this day, every time I see Ben Wallace, I'm like, you were absolutely right. Once I got to like year seven, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm not just coming here to do windmills anymore. I got to have a reason to do it. Like, I'm not, I'm not wasting all that energy. Oh my goodness! But they definitely, definitely, uh, cars too. For all the rookies watching, pay attention to what cars you get. Don't come there with no car better than a veteran. It was mm. what Stanley Johnson. You, I remember when Stanley came in with a G wagon after his second week of being drafted. We popcorn his car, butter, oil, oh. and, and a couple jars of salt. I think he had to get a new car, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, drive a suburban or Escalade. For all you rookies. Y'all hear that, rookies? Don't come with no nice whips. I, listen, and, and and we didn't seen trucks show up on bricks. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. Behave yourself. <laughs> and, you know, listen to what Dre said, too. Be humble, you know, because there's nothing. All the veterans want to hear you say is, cool, man. You got it. We good. Whatever you need from me. And, and the quicker that you just show that you're willing to do whatever. They leave you alone. They're going to leave you alone. But if you want to, you know, fight the system the whole time. Yeah. Could be a long season for you. Really long season for you. All right, stay tuned. Andre Drummond lets us know something that he does that I don't think I've ever heard of any NBA player ever doing. And it's a big key to his rebounding. Hmm. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. 
New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. All right, Dre, now we tore you down. We got to bring you back up, big fella, like I said. So this is... I was stressing out over here. We got to bring you up. All right, we've been talking about all the bad stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff. Because you have uh, some of the most impressive plays that I have seen in the NBA. And from me, I can speak from personal knowledge playing against you. I've always prided myself on being the fastest big in the league. And I remember running and you, you took off so fast. You're... Bro, you might be the first, you and Dwight might be the only bigs that in my lifetime that have ever beat, legit beat me down court. And I remember looking up over my head and you were dunking the basketball, <laughs> catching a lob. And I was like, that dude is different because he's about 100 pounds bigger than me and running and moving. And then, listen, Dre, you, you are, you're a different type of beast, man. But our favorite part of the show, the NBA Brick of Life film room. So, now that you're a veteran now, we're going to look for Coach Dre, okay? Right. And I need Coach Dre to break down with some swagger. I'm going to show you some of your clips, and we're going to go through them. Let me know what play was called, what was run, what you're looking for. Because, Dre, I think don't not enough people put respect on it, the big man game, and especially your game, because it's not just running in there for a rebound or going to make a move. You worked on these moves thousands of times. You're looking for reads. You're looking for keys. So uh, let, let's go to one of, one of the fun moments, man. I never had one of these, but you had a game winner in Milwaukee that we, I want to tee uh, up, uh, and I want you to walk me through. For sure. 7.5 seconds for the Pistons to win it. Tobias Harris trying to inbound the ball. Finally does to KCP. Four seconds. Catavius with a shot. It's short. Andre tapped it in. 2.1 seconds. He tapped it in. This was uh, one of my first NBA game winners I've had. And I just remember the play vividly that it was for Pope. I was supposed to come set him a pick and roll. But if they switched, I was supposed to stay in the paint and get the rebound. So, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, once I set the screen good enough, they switched. I've seen uh, the young Giannis on me who didn't have all the muscles yet. <laughs> just put him under the basket and just put myself in good positioning. Yeah, nothing you could have done about that besides found me. What about positioning? I see you, you know, like once you realize you're not getting it, you know, your feet stay active. What's the importance right there? Yeah, so once I set that good screen on Giannis, I seen him fall. I said, all right, well, Pope is going to get the ball. So I, I have to position myself to, you know, get in the middle of the basket because I know Pope is a good shooter. And, and the, the thing about being a good rebounder is knowing who's shooting the ball. And I, and I know all of my teammates and the way they shoot. A lot, a lot of Pope shots are long, so I just put myself in the best position to, you know, have the ball at least fall in front of me or tip the ball back in. What was that feeling like, man, that celebration right there? Look, you, you're getting mobbed, game winner, man. I'm yeah. sure you you at the crib, too. <laughs> you know, for that being my first NBA game winner, you know, I was – and I was, that, was, that was a game that put us into the playoffs for the first time since 2004. So that was, uh -huh. that was a huge game winner. See, I, li I like the moment where you said that, you know, you knew where Pope's shot is going off. Because if I notice when I'm watching your feet, 
like you're running to a spot. Like it's almost like you knew where the ball was going to be missed. You know, some people just stand and where it goes, it goes. You literally run to the spot where the ball is, is going to, man. That's, that, that's key right there. Yeah, man. It's just reading the play and then reading, reading the game. Oh, here's another one. Indiana. Remember this one, too. Okay, let's let's run through this one, man. So you you had another game winner. What's what, what's going on here in this moment? Five seconds to play. Four seconds to play. Brandon gets by him, scoops it. Can't score it, but it's tapped up and in with three tenths of a second to play. Andre taps it in. Pistons lead 98-96. Oh man. The play was to have Brandon come on the open side to his left-hand side. I think we set a full-court screen for him. And the plan was just to have both of our bigs be in the paint to get the rebound in case he missed. But I've seen Brandon make that shot a million times, so I didn't think he was going to miss it. But once I seen him shoot it kind of off, I'm like, oh, this is it right here. So, again, positioning is everything, knowing that he's shooting a layup and just putting himself in a good position to get it right in the middle. All right, with this, where did Brandon Knight's shot miss? You talk about, you know, yeah. Pope shots normally come off a little long. Where do his shots normally so, miss? Because you literally, again, we're watching you. You're literally running to a spot and getting this up and, you know, talk to me. Hey, man, what were your teammates saying then? You know, was there a vote of confidence before that? Like, Dre, go ahead and clean this up. Do what you do. Or like, that's crazy. If coach actually said, well, Biggs, y'all go in there and get a rebound somehow. Like, <laughs> that was actually the play, sounds like. So with Brandon, with Brandon Jennings, man, he, he's so talented. And with him, his shots are very soft, too, especially when he drives to the basket because he knows I'm in there, too. So he just gives himself a good chance to score or the best position for me to rebound. So he told me he's going to throw it high off the glass. If it goes in, it goes in. But if not, you'll be right there to tip the ball in. So once he shot, I kind of circled around to that left-hand side and got right to it. So Brandon actually came to you before the play and said he was going to shoot it in a way where you can actually go and get it. If I miss, yes. Wow. <laughs> that's that's cool stuff. That's a skill, man. Speaking of Brandon Jennings, man, he was one of the – I think I don't think there's enough respect put on his name as a young player in the league to drop you know the numbers that he's put up. What do you remember about a young Brandon Jennings and the things that he was able to do in the league? Or what, was he different, You know, putting extra work in practice? What do you remember about B. Jennings, man? Brandon Jennings was just a hooper. All in all, Hooper, everything about him through and through. He loved the game of basketball. Uh, he respected it and treated the game as if every game was his last. And, you know, to witness him get hurt in Milwaukee really hurt our team a lot. That game that we we lost him. We had such a really we had such a run, a really good run going on where we strung off like four or five wins in a row and then he got hurt. But love Brandon Jennings, man. He was a hell of a guard for me. He made my game very easy. And uh, I think he needs a lot more respect for his game. Fact, no lies there, man. B. Jennings, a lot of respect, man. That brother, before he got hurt, it, he, he talked about a dog. Like, he was on that list of, like, you knew B. Jennings was going to be one of those dudes. You knew when he was coming to town, man. He Y'all y'all had a little, like, a little, like, y'all were kind of, did y'all buy into, like, the, you know, obviously you, you can't play in a city like Detroit without knowing the bad boys, but you guys, did you guys try to create your own like bad boy swagger or like, you know, mindset? With that team, for sure. That's definitely the mindset that we had of just like being that blue collar tough team that every night, you know, it's going to be a dog fight. All right, Dre, this next clip here, this is one of my favorites. You know, I, I, I had to make sure we threw this in here. And listen, big fella, big fella, forget the position. You just the basketball player here. This is the sauce. Talk me through this moment. What's going on here, man, with the pity pat, double pat handles, man? Come on, big fella. Nearly picked off by Stevenson, but Stanley Johnson controls. Andre puts it on the deck, drives, scoops, and scores! Here's some seven-foot handles. Look at this thing, folks. Harlem Globetrotter-like. Yeah, Shout-out to Remy Workouts. This is definitely a, a drill that we do. You know, just reading the play. It was supposed to be an elbow, elbow play for... Langston Galloway come off and shoot it. He stepped over. He stepped Ooh. over and just put a little extra on it and got to the cup. So you worked on this move. Hold on. Double behind the back, pat, and go. Yeah, it's a move I work on, man. You know, trying to have the best advantage at the elbow because I'm very fast in there with the ball, too. So being able to have Connors to get my bye-bye defender to score. That's pretty Dre. That's that, that's pretty Dre. And, and you know what's funny? Like, I've seen you make so many plays where it's like, he's that big. How does he move like that? Like, is this just something in the summertime you're always working on these moves? You're always going through stuff. But, like, you have some pretty moves, dog, to where people go back and look like, 
Like, dog, that is clean. I don't care who did it, how it happened. Like, you I, listen, we're not gonna talk about you crossing CP and CP falling. We'll leave that one. <laughs> leave that alone, dog. But what is that just something that's just always been natural to you? A lot of big men don't and can't move like that. Like what you just pulled off there in game. Yeah, for me, it's a lot of work that I put in, but mainly just genetics, man. Just having the athletic mm. ability that I have, uh, strong genes in my family of just athletes and uh, just the hard work I put in day in and day out. And I work outside the box. I don't do traditional big man workouts. Like I work out in the summertime as if I'm playing on the wing or as a guard to keep that mobility, mm. mobility in my feet. When you're down there shooting a trillion jump hooks all summer, you get stiff. You get stiff. So, you know, for, for me sure. to, to train my mind to be active and, and move around a lot is to do all those guard workouts with the ball handling, being able to move full speed with the ball, uh, making counter plays if I do get in those positioning. And I think a lot of big should work on that because there's those once in, the, once in a lifetime times where you get put in that position. You got to be able to capitalize on those moments. All right. Well, now, now talking about we saw the handles. You lit some people up from three, too, man. And, and this uh, is a league that's constantly evolving. So it's not just your handle. Let's see this other clip. Talk me through this because you kind of like set the Internet off and everybody was see Dre. I knew you had it. Me and you, we talked about this before. Right. And you knocked down some, you know, some three pointers. Everybody was kind of like, man, we, we ain't no drumming could do that. Stretch five, man. Put him on the wing. Slow. Andre Drummond. Green's in a three. He can do that. Uh, scooping drums big. Bull's not boxing out there, but he's just so big he gets the rebound. Made a career out of that at the rim. Drummond, second three, ties the ball game. Wow. Desumu the kick out. Drummond wants a third. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Andre Drummond's made 15 threes in his regular season NBA career, but he doesn't care. Uh, no, he doesn't. He's made three here tonight, and the Bulls have needed, have needed all of them. Uh, wide open and obviously Toronto in the beginning saying you know what big fella go ahead we'll let you shoot those and he is making them pay yeah for me it's something I've worked on my entire career being able to shoot that shot and shooting it confidently is the is the key to it and you know this game here was just more so an audition you know letting teams mm. around the league and my team know that I'm able to shoot this shot it's not a shot that I'll take religiously but if I'm open I'm willing to take it and make it See, that's what a lot of people don't realize, too. These are the right plays. You know, some people feel like, well, I worked on it. Let me go do something outside the offense. All these shots are in the offense. Now, is this stuff that you were doing in training camp also yeah. and in practice? And obviously, every team is different. You know, we get it. If you're the biggest, most athletic guy, you know, sometimes you're going to have to hit the block. You're going to have to be there. But is this something that you guys came in saying like, hey, man, this is the offense. Take these shots when they're available for you. Yeah, you know, during training camp, you know, we really were honing in on shooting more threes. and. As in Chicago, we weren't shooting enough threes, so that's something that we try to work on. And throughout training camp, I would shoot those shots if I was open. I wouldn't take bad ones because, for me, it's not a shot that I normally take, so I try to take them if I'm mm. wide open. Uh, I think that's a good shot and something that everybody should work on. Yeah, and we're seeing literally all the best bigs in the game are, are shooting at three. Embiid lets it go. You know, Jokic lets it go. You're letting it fire here, so I think that's a big thing. And I think, like like you said, you know, in the league, you're a basketball player, you know, forget the position. Obviously not. You're never not going to rebound no matter where you're on the floor. But, you know, you're a basketball player. All right, Jay, we had it. We had to have some fun with you, man, because I, I love. Listen, listen, Dre, hey. you are one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Rebounders ever seen play the game. And hold on, man. Hold on, man. Big fella. You hit threes. You're in the lane, man. Talk to me about this moment right here, man. Eight seconds for Lowry to work with. Bounded by Irving, stolen by Drummond. Drummond, coast to coast, with the throwdown. Did he chuck a deuce on the way to the basket? <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> oh, even Steve Nash is smiling at this one. Oh, big man, shoot the caps. Take a look at this. Now, what's he got? Yeah, oh, deuces. Deuces, Drummond. <laughs> Tyreek Hill now in Miami, and what so is Drummond. <laughs> Man, you know, we were having a really good game against Miami. Um, <laughs> it was my, I think it was like my third game as a Brooklyn Nets, and starting against, so I was really just feeling myself. And on top of that, Tyreek Hill just signed to the Dolphins like a couple of days before that. So it was more mm. of a how much play for him than actually trying to assault anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what the peace sign was for. It was more so just paying homage to one of my favorite players in the NFL. 
Really? Really? So what made Tyreek Hill one of your favorite players? He's fast. And he's my, ex- my, and he's my next door neighbor. So that kind of works out too. So I've already had a relationship prior to that too. Did Tyreek Hill hit you up after you hit the deuces for Tyreek? Did he say anything to you? Was there a text after the game or, a, or, or an exchange with you and him? No, I was more just social media reacting to it. But everybody says it was nuts, but it was more so just a, a play to show some love. Yeah, man. I, I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> okay, let, let's pull up this next clip, man. Let's show your personality, Dre. Seconds of this third quarter. Unbelievable. Like six-minute run for yeah. the Bulls. Here's Jones. Lines up the three. Drum in the tap back. Drummond. Foul. Oh. With point I'll tell one you, left. I'll tell you what. That was a... That was an effort play right there. That was an effort play. <laughs> oh, big cat. Hey, the big, big cat. Drummond. I'll tell you what. I was just pulling a vet move there, man. You know, we're two seconds left. I just got the end one. I wanted to make sure I got the foul. So I had to sell the play a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where the camera was. So I was trying to look around for it first. <laughs> got you red-handed, man. Yeah. Uh, and and I think I I love Dre watching you from you know being a young guy. It seems like there's just moments where you're just enjoying the game, bro. Like you're just out there. You talked about just in you talk about B Jennings and you just enjoying the game, loving the game. And I think this is one of those moments, man. So for you, what's going through your mind? Like you said, a veteran move where you know I remember young Dre want to fight everybody and elbow and everything. And here you're using your head, saying, you know, I got to sell the foul a little bit because a big guy like if you don't hit the deck, you're not getting oh, this home. call. They're not calling. Yes, no. Yeah, with that, with just that play, like after I tripped, I noticed they didn't blow the whistle. So I was like, all right, well, now I'm just going to throw myself on the floor so I can get the foul. So <laughs> that's what I did there to make it happen. All right, Dre, you are, you, are, you are literally statistically the best ever. You heard it. Hold on. You're statistically <laughs> what? The best? Talk to me. Go ahead and say it. Talk your talk, big fella. Best ever. No question. This is, this is numbers. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't lie. Numerically, you are the best rebounder ever. Talk me through this amazing night here 29 rebounds on morris step back gun won't go flushed on the follow though by andre what an opening statement right there restart miles with a leaner andre with a rebound off iron andre boards it george to the baseline shots off the heel andre corrals another rebound he has five under rodney Step back, gun short over Blake. Andre with another rebound. Stanley Johnson leans over Stanley, fires no. Andre way up for the rebound, like that's mine. And Andre back on the court. Andre with a rebound. Paul George misses the reverse. Andre boards it. Out. Tested by Andre, made a miss and pulled the rebound down. Four. Marcus Morris lets it go. Shots off the rim. Andre gathers in the rebound. Three off the front. Andre with rebound number 21. The boy Allen from outside. Andre with a rebound. Reggie to the rim. Andre with a rebound. Miles, a long two, around and off to Andre. Side's gonna be short. Rebound off the deck to Andre. He has 25 and 25. He's short. Andre with the rebound. He's tied his career high with 26 rebounds. Hill with the follow, no. Andre with a rebound. I think, yeah, this is open tonight, I believe. And I think it was just, uh, there's a lot of energy and momentum for us because, you know, the year that we ended off last year, we weren't happy with it and we wanted to really send a message this first game. And everything just came my way this game, honestly. You know, it was just a gift from God, man, just having this kind of moment. Well, I've had him a couple of times, but this game in particular, uh, it was just a really good night for us as a team and for myself. A lot of players, you'll hear like, you know, the the shooters will be like, man, I just got in the zone. You know, everything I threw up went in. Do you feel like you are hitting like a rebounding zone here where like you're not even thinking yeah. your body goes on autopilot? What what What's going on when these t- these monster mega rebound games for you? It's crazy you say that. It really just was a moment where everything just, it was like my hand was a magnet that night. It just, the ball just happened to be wherever I was at at all times. All right, stay tuned. Andre Drummond lets us know something that he does that I don't think I've ever heard of any NBA player ever doing, and it's a big key to his rebounding. Hmm. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because as it turns out... F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to Season 2 of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, you find it. Dre, you talked about being the greatest rebounder ever. A lot of people say I'm the greatest player ever, the greatest shooter ever, the greatest whatever ever. Why do you have such a passion for rebounding? This isn't just an accident. You go after it every time you're on the floor. Yeah, for me, the, the knack for it came very early in my career. I remember, like, my first year in the league, I would ask my coach, my high school coach, who I'm really close with, like, hey, like, you know, what can I do to stay relevant in this league? Because you and I both know, you know, the average span of an NBA player is, what, three, four years, if that. Mm. And it's tighter now, too, because some guys are just getting sent straight to the G League. Facts. If you don't do something right away. So he's like, well, let's go through the list of things that guys are doing now. You know, there's guys who's already shooting threes. You know, big men weren't doing it at the time when I came in. So that was off the list. Scoring, I was on a team with a lot of scorers already. And I remember looking at all the top-ranked guys in the league for different things like scoring, rebounding, block shots, steals. And I was looking at rebounds, and it like said, I think the highest guy was like 12.3. Do you remember who it was at the time? I think it was Dwight, if I'm not mistaken. Dwight was always a double-figure guy. He was one of those guys that definitely led the league in blocks and rebounds when he was in on his stuff. Yeah, I think it was Dwight that was first. And I looked at that, I said, I can get more than that. And then that's where the, the love for it came because after that day, I just set out to get every single rebound physically possible. And then once I realized that the more rebounds I got, the more points I would end up scoring, it just became second nature after that. Do you watch film on rebounding? Do you sit down with a coach? How do you practice this? How do you become that? <laughs> it's crazy you ask that. Uh, there is no real way to practice it. It's more so watching film and knowing who you're playing with. Mm-hmm. When I'm asked this question, I always struggle to give a direct answer because it really is just instinct for me. And I read my and I watch guys. Like after practice, like I sit down sometimes, just watch guys shoot. Shut up. I'm you serious. watch your they name some of the guys. Like you you so you've watched your teammates shoot. Who are some of the guys you watched? Uh in my in my time, you know, sat down and watched Brandon Jennings, Brandon Knight shoot. I've sat down and watched Josh Smith shoot because he was ball handling a lot for us when he played with us. So I had to see what kind of shots he liked to take and how they came off the rim. Anthony Tolliver was another guy that I used to watch a lot. Dennis Schroeder when I played in L.A. Darius Garland when I played in Cleveland. 
Colin Sexton for oh, sure is another guy. LeBron, obviously. AD playing with them. Uh, KD, Kai. Patty Mills is another guy I watched a lot too to just see what his trajectory of shots. And the reason why I do that is because once you see the kind of shots your teammates are taking and where they take them from and how that shot comes off the rim, you know, if they're shooting 40 plus percent, that means they have a good chance of either making a shot or it's coming off at some point in time on the yes. other side. So if you're shooting in the corner, I used to place myself on the other side of the rim. If you're shooting in the middle, I kind of just take up as much space as I can. And some guys have soft shots. Some guys have shots that go short. And some guys that, you know, shoot perfect. And it's just a perfect miss. Like I has perfect misses. Kyrie Irving, his, his misses are really, really clean. It's easy to get his KD for sure. Uh, AD's misses are really easy to get. Uh, Brandon Jennings, Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was when I like really like skyrocketed. I really focused on him. I really, yeah. I really focused on his shot because he he and I had this chemistry going on where I had to like literally study him because if we he and I were in sync, our team had a good chance of winning games. So when you when you played with LeBron, was it watching LeBron shoot after practice? Or would you actually pull up clips and watch him? Like, to what degree will you go yeah. to study, you know, a, a new teammate or when you got to L.A. and played with Bron? Yeah, uh, both. Both. You know, I wouldn't I would do it in a way where it looked like I was being, like, weird or just staring at them. But, like, I'd be doing something, but I'd be really consciously just watching guys and, like, how they move, certain move they make to get into their shots, whether it's a layup or a jump shot. And with him... You know, I watched a lot of film. I mean, we know LeBron James and what he does. And his shots are always at the back of the rim. So he's always shooting long. So for me, I always try to space out as much I, as much as I can when he shoots to have the ball either fall in front of me or have the best chance to read it once it hits. Dre, I got I got to give you flowers too, dog, because I'm I'm big here on NBA Rookie Life with this. Bro, you're one of the smartest people I know in my life. Ah, appreciate you. There, there are like, there's something we show on the outside, but on the inside, I know there's so much running, and I, I don't. I don't say this disrespectfully. Like, I hope this is in context. No, no, you're you're so smart, bro. Like, there's just there's there's levels to certain things, and I'm glad your gifts are coming and rebounding. I hope people see that that it's not just a brute thing. And okay, he's the, there's a lot of big strong guys. There's a lot of big strong athletic guys out there. Like, you are smart, bro. You are you are like on a on a genius intellect like you know what i'm saying like not to say that i didn't think there was i've always known this but i want you to know like to hear that's not normal bro <laughs> like you're seeing life in a different perspective like i love that about you bro like i seriously i seriously do i appreciate okay it, we got it for real bro for real bro I, I need you to know that i need you to hear. you don't hear that from me by you know that from me you know how i feel about you bro um walk me through this next clip also you had you got seven rebounds in ten seconds, dog. Like that's a I call it stat padding. You you call it whatever you want. That's impressive. That's just manhandling you, going after, physically getting to the to the glass. I'm watching you dance. I'm watching you. I'm looking at your feet now. What is, what is going on on here? What's your mindset? <laughs> I think for me, at, at this point in time in the play, I just had that determination on that. Like, I just was, I wanted to score that basket. No one would stop me from doing it. And in this, in this particular play, I think it was our, I think it was our first game playing against, is that Greg out there? Is that one of our first games playing? Yeah, that's Greg. That's Moose. So you already know you and Moose going at it. You already know y'all probably had some words before the game or something. You know, that's your guy. That's my, that's my OG too. So it's more so me just proving a point that, you know, I've come a long way and that, uh, you know, I'm here. I'm here. You know, I respect his game and he's taught me so much. So that was just me going after my OG. Well, I remember playing against you too. Uh, like, you know, you play against Reggie Evans. He's a physical live body. He's just going to beat you up. That Like, you're not in moments. You're not always physical. Like, why are you not always using your body, but you look up, you got 15 rebounds, 20. Like, how does that work? Because normally it's like, dang, man, I got my work cut out. I got a box out drumming tonight. Like, you move and dance and use your feet and your body. Well, right. Talk about that, because that's not always common, but you're one of the greatest to ever do this, Dre. For me... It's very simple. You know, a lot of guys that do see me think I'm just going to bang with them all game, which I can, but that's not, that's not beneficial for me because then I'll get tired. So what I end up doing is 
using my speed. Once I once I get done playing with you physically, I'm gonna make you run now. Now we got to go up and down the court to track me now. For sure. So that's why I end up having like really high rebounding numbers. It's because I'm playing a game with you within the game throughout the game. So I'll give you I'll give you some tea. Well, that's what I was gonna tell you. <laughs> so in the first in the first quarter, I I test the waters. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna bang with you, see what you do, see if you react to it. If you do. I'm going for 10 rebounds in the first quarter. No question. No question. If you don't resist me in the first quarter, it's going to be a long night for you. But if you do get resistant, I'll go to plan B, which is using my feet. So I'm going to turn the game into a track meet. So I'm going to make you run as much as possible, break you down a little bit. Okay, end of the quarter is over. Second quarter, we run it again until halftime, running you up and down. So I'll probably have 12 to 13 rebounds at this time already. Uh, halftime come in, now I can get the rest. He's probably gassed. Hoover's on the other side of the locker room. Come back out, start fighting again, moving him around, making sure, you know, he's worn down. And then by the fourth quarter, you know, most bigs are quitting by then. Like, it, you're not going to just keep keep attacking me all game. Like, <laughs> it's a mix between running up and down and just, you know, battling with hand-to-hand combat. So, choice is yours how you want it to go. Oh, talk your talk, man. Talk your talk. <laughs> All right, Dre, this is the last clip. I, w- I want you to break down, and I want this advice, and I want to know what you see in this young man to come and follow in your footsteps. That sounds pretty cool, man. My man Jalen Duran, um, he big, uh, he's strong, he following your footsteps in, in, in Detroit. For sure. You know, I think Jalen is well on his way to being one of the next premier bigs in this league. Shot clock at four. Taylor. Oh, my goodness. That was Duran. Sadiq, deep to Durant, up fake, and a jam! Durant, turn around, Jalen Durant. Point some very important errors out like that. Durant comes in, nobody blocked out. Burks. There he is again, there goes that guy, Durant. Nick can't convert, Corey hustles the forecourt. Great dish inside, Jalen Durant with a dunk. Boyan gives it up to these 2 gets the bounce back. No looks it to Duran for a dunk. Oh my goodness. Ooh, hey, Jalen Duran. Philly in the other way. Lobs it. Duran throws it down. This is needed that. Now Claxton comes to get him. Basket cut. Duran for a dunk. Very strong, very mobile. Um, I think once he learns the game in the sense of the defensive aspect, I think he's going to be very, very good. Offensively, he's a catch and dunk the ball. I think softening up his touch to shoot those jump hooks and being able to shoot outside the paint, which he's doing right now, is beautiful. I, I'm very high on him. I think he's going to be very, very good, and I respect his game. I'm happy for him. I think he's in a great situation. Detroit loves their bigs, especially when they play hard, and he does that. So I'm looking forward to seeing what his career turns out to be. Is there anybody that he kind of reminds you of when you watch? I see, you know, he's got the cornrows and the in the the you know, the, the headband, right. the Ben Wallace swag right there. But is there anybody that he, he reminds you of? Like, you, you talk about him just being strong. Like, he, he's a big boy, man. Yeah, I mean, I think for him, I, I don't, I'd never do well with comparing people. I think I think all guys should have their own own view of how they see themselves. He's a basketball player at the end of the day. I never want to limit him to being someone else. I think his ceiling is very, very high. I appreciate guys that play hard. You know, he comes in, he doesn't complain, he plays the game, and you know, he's very fun to watch and he's very skilled and talented. Do you feel like seeing, you know, Embiid, our last MVPs, Jokic, Embiid, you know, Giannis, if you, I'm sure he plays some part-time five, you know, he plays in the paint. Do you see the game trending back towards size and why is that important for guys like Duran and, and yourself? It, it, it seems like teams are, you're going to have to get big. You, you see Anthony Davis out there dominating, you know, in, in the playoffs right now. Teams are going to need people to grab these boards. Do you see the game trending back towards this? And, you know, why is this important to the game? For sure. I think history ends up repeating itself. I think the game is trending back to the land of the Giants. I think teams are starting to understand that you need bigger guys in order to sustain the, the season. Because a lot of teams are playing smaller, getting beat up on the boards, and their bigs are beating up their guards, and they're losing players little by little. So I think once teams start to understand that, realize the center position is valuable, guys like Jalen, myself, and all the other bigs that are traditional bigs that are also mobile will be needed. If you have a message, or, or, or better yet, 
the first time you get a chance to sit down and chop it up with, with Dern or he says, hey, big fella, I need your number. He gives you that phone call. Uh, what, what are some words if you could share that you would have for him? If there was the time that I did get a chance to speak to him, I would just tell him that Detroit is going to love you. Guys like him who just play hard and play to the best of his ability and plays tough, he'll be loved in that city forever. Obviously, just putting in that extra work, man, you know, being the first there, the last one out. I mean, the more you work, the better you become. And, you know, it shows your teammates your seriousness and dedication to the game. So when you do get the chance to speak your mind, guys will listen and believe you because you're putting in that extra work in each and every day. And sitting down with your guards is another word, word of advice I give them. Sitting down with your guards and speaking to them and even doing what I'm doing. If you if if you struggle to have, you know, conversations with them, you know, just watch them. That's how you learn. That's how I've learned in my years. You know, if you don't know how to communicate or, you know, articulate that you want to grow with someone, you know, you just watch them. And then over time, you'll start building that relationship to speak. But I think his ceiling is so high, man. I'm so excited for what's to come for him. And, and I'm looking forward to many years of uh, greatness from him. Well, shoot, man, I, I, I want to go back to you before we get, get out of here. And I want to touch on something, man, because one thing I love about you, the person, the human being, the athlete, the more than an athlete, I hate when they try to just put us into these little box, man. You are aware of your mental health. And if forgive me, the reason I ask is because you, we have a chance to help out so many more people beyond ourselves. The world is much bigger than ourselves. Talk me through that mindset of being aware of your mental health, of knowing, hey, man, this is too much for me. This is too little, you know, communicating, expressing um, if you had any right. advice for people just kind of getting through life because we are looked at, you're like, you're a superhero to people, Dre. So when the superhero right. says, dang, man, I <laughs> I got a little kryptonite in my suit today, break, right? Man. Right? Like, so talk me through that and why is that important to you? And um, man, how's that, how's that paid off, man? I, I I just I love that about you, dude. Keep that up. Don't never change none of that for nobody, not ever. I appreciate that. I think for me personally. When I started taking my mental health seriously, when I became a lot happier, uh, my advice to people who are ignoring it, I wouldn't ignore it for too long. I would try to find help. Or if you don't like talking to someone, journal. You know, that's what I started doing before I sought out therapy. I wanted to really write down what was going through my mind before I said it to someone else. I knew what the root of my thought process was. Um, meditation, man, is huge. You know, I never really was a big fan of it, nor did I understand the powerfulness of meditation and having that moment to yourself, whether it's 10 or 20 minutes of just silence, or even if you like doing guided meditations, it's very, very, very good for me. I, it, it's peaceful for me and it helps me relax my mind. Um, you know, just, just staying, staying with it, staying true to yourself and, and being okay with asking for help uh, is the next thing, especially guys like ourselves, guys of African-American sure. descent and, and guys in the NBA who do wear those superhero suits, uh, you know, it's okay to take it off sometimes and and really focus on yourself. You know, you can't, you can only save so many people before you worry about yourself. Uh, you want to self-destruct and, you know, don't ignore the signs. When you feel yourself slipping, you know, pay attention to it and really find a root of what that, that issue is and, and take care of that. Well, Dre, you got a, a mega fan. You know that over here and myself. I'm always pulling for you, big dog. Uh, you know that. I and um, one thing we always like to do here on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins, we want to make sure that we support you. You come on here and you blessed us. So are there any causes? We talk about mental health or anything you can or any new projects you're working on or something, you know, we can shout out and come support and rally and get behind you with. Talk to us about your new projects, whatever it is, man. This, this is your time. Uh, currently working on a few things, you know, whenever I get them set in stone, you know, I'll be sure to come on here again and then we'll shoot it again. But uh, currently nothing right now that I have to shout out. But, you know, just everybody continue to focus on your mental health. Take care of your mental. Take care of your loved ones. Check on people who you haven't checked on in a while. And stay blessed, man. You can follow me at Drummond on Instagram or you can follow me at Andre Drummond on Twitter. Uh, Andre Drummond on TikTok. And... That's it. Don't email me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dre, appreciate you, little bro. We'll talk soon, man. Whatever you need, you already know from my end. Um, I, I got you, man. And uh, keep it up, man. It's, it's fun to watch, brother. Enjoy the journey, man. Enjoy it. Listen, I, I, you're going to be, I don't think you're going to be an old guy like me pretty soon, but enjoy that journey while you're in it, man. <laughs> All right, guys, amazing stuff there. Andre clearly is one of my favorite people, man. 
Shout out to you guys for hanging with us. You guys are my favorites too. Maybe not like Dre, but you guys are right, right up there. But nonetheless, we can't do this without you. So we need your support. Make sure you like, you follow, you subscribe, share the word. And you know, if there's anybody you'd like to see on NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Holland, tweet at me, tweet at all NBA Rookie Life, man. Let us know what we can do, who you'd like to see, how we can be better. But nonetheless, love you guys. Thank you. And I will be seeing you next week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.